are listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm excited about this faith story this morning because it involves somebody that many of you have heard participate in a faith story, but you haven't heard the faith story yet, so it's, it's exciting. Isaac was a helper in some of our uh, Hispanic faith stories last year, two years ago, but we get to hear his story personally this time. Let me introduce Isaac. Isaac San Miguel is 16 years old, be a senior at North Central this fall. He's been attending here at Iglesia de Fe for approximately six years, since we were 10 years old. And he has served as a translator in this class when members of the church, their church shared their stories. He is also a designer and entrepreneur. I think we'll hear more of that story as we hear Isaac's story. Let me pray before we begin. Father, thanks that uh, we have the blessing of diversity and uh, age changes in our, uh, in our faith assembly here. Thanks for Iglesia de Fe and the way that's been instrumental in uh, helping Isaac grow. Uh, thank you that we can hear that faith story this morning as we learn from you. Teach us through your Holy Spirit as Isaac shares his story. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaac. Okay, this one's fixed. <laughs> all right. Um, welcome. I'm glad all of you were able to make it. Um, sorry for the uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Um, I'm Isaac. I'm 16 years old. I'm a Venezuelan artist, born and raised immigrant. Uh, I'm not a senior, and I go to North Central High School. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. Um, I like to say religion isn't the same as relationship. So I'll say that I've been in a relationship with God for about six, uh, since I was about six years old. Anyway, I came here back in 2016. Um, I was 11 and I came with my parents. Um, at the time, I didn't realize the magnitude of this change and how significant it will be for me and my family. Um, I just took a completely new culture, place, language, and I also really had no say in this decision since um, it was something that it was, you know, something that was um, over our, beyond our control. You know, ultimately we had to move due to safety and economy and political issues. Luckily, we, uh, luckily enough, we already had our, we already, we had already visited here before, so we were able to fly here. Um, but when I got here, you know, I knew zero English. Um, all I knew how to say was hello, bathroom, and bacon. <laughs> I love how to say bacon. You know, I love bacon. So, but yeah, you know, it was something that I was bound to get adjusted to. And through the midst of all these changes, you know, I wasn't actually scared of anything. I left everything behind in the best way possible, and I was open for this new change. I had a year to process it, and every day I would convince myself more and more that it was a good thing, even though I had to battle my thoughts of a certainty about how the, how the future would look like, what I would do when I would see my family again, where I would study, or how I would even communicate. Um, I cast out my worries to God and let him do his magic, because, you know, it's kind of all I knew at the time. I was 10. I wasn't really supposed to be worrying about these things. Um, but I had God and made it easy for me to forget about. Um, before I moved, oh, that was, that was in play. Oh, love you. I didn't, wasn't able to find any more pictures, but um, before I moved, I made the decision to yeah, get, bapti- get baptized. 
um, since I knew, you know, I kind of had to follow God's uh, commandment with us and, you know, his mandate, um, you know, to get baptized. And I, I wasn't really sure if I was able to do that here. Um, so I took the decision early on. And, you know, the time came when we had to say our goodbyes. And, you know, it was, it was quite painful. Um, and I feel like the, the thing that hit me the most was leaving my little dog behind. So it's Luigi. Um, thankfully, we're now reunited. Um, right there in the top left, we can see it when we got back together. But <laughs> uh, that first year, it was, it was you know, a, a kind of like a hit for me because, you know, he would wake me up every morning. He would be with me all the time. And, you know, he wasn't there anymore. So that was kind of like, like, I think, what hit me the most. Um, I also left, you know, my, ske my sketchbooks behind. Um, I don't have any any history of, you know, my, my beginnings of drawing, painting, none of that. Sadly, that's, that's still there. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like the sacrifice that we had that had to be made in order for, move to, in order for us to move on, kind of see light at the end of the tunnel. But we had to turn around and go back to a different tunnel. I miss birthday celebrations, graduations, weddings, key moments of my immediate family, extended family, which some still remain there. Um, not everybody was able to kind of get out and, you know, go somewhere else. Um, you know, I would have graduated this year as well. You know, over there it's a year less. Um, but yeah, it's um, most importantly, I miss the time that was taken away from me and my family because it's definitely time that I'll never be able to get back. Um, you know, kind of, it was that was kind of like the negative outlook on the whole, on this whole kind of experience. But you know, I didn't really try to focus on this. I didn't really want to focus on it either because I knew that if I did, um, it was going to take a toll on me uh, emotionally. And you know, I would probably start resenting my parents or even God for this decision when it really wasn't, you know, something that it was in our control. Um, you know, I, and, you know, life is all about perspective, and I try to have this positive perspective and positive outlook on this. So, you know, I decided to not look back and, you know, take this as a, as a positive thing, you know. Sometimes I think about what could have, been, what could have happened and what it could have been if I was still there. But, you know, th those weren't the plans that, that God had for me, and I had to accept that at a very early age. We got here on August 12, 2016, and I started school two weeks after that. Um, when I was getting registered, one of the translators suggested I meet this other Venezuelan guy that was also studying at the same middle school. Um, he's a year older. He, I, was a sixth, I was entering as a sixth grader. He was a seventh grader. And, you know, I was like, okay, sure, you know. Um, you know, at that time we met, um, you know, everything was cool. We didn't, and, you know, he didn't realize we were actually Venezuelan. And then we told him, and he, you know, his face filled with joy, and we just became really good friends. You know, he he hugged uh, me and my parents, and it was just this great experience. And you know that, you know, we can see that, you know, that was God, that that was one of God's angels that, you know, He sent to kind of guide me and be with me. You know, um, we went through, you know, middle school. We went through high school together. Um, so talked to him today. Um, I don't have any recent pictures, um, but yeah, those are, those are the ones I could find. Um, but yeah, actually, you know, the, the day I went, the, my first year of school, he was supposed to ride my bus since um, we lived nearby, but 
he got taken home. He got he got taken to school. Um, I didn't. He was actually he wasn't actually on the bus. I was left I was left to figure out with the bus driver and myself when I really didn't know any English. I, again, I knew all like I didn't even know anything. So it was kind of like a <laughs> little challenge, but you know, I got through it. I knew that I had already been put under a lot of stress over like just in that bus, uh, just in that bus ride, and I hadn't even gone into school. But um, you know, I really don't remember how I got to my first period class that day. <laughs> I, I really don't remember how anything went um, other than just getting into my classroom, sitting down, and getting with this group of, the, of other Hispanics, um, which one of them I still talked to today, but the rest I honestly don't know anything about. Um, but yeah, again, it was kind of like that security and that those angels that God put in my path to kind of lead me through. They didn't know English either, but <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely comforting to kind of have people that you could trust and be with. Um, and yeah, looking back, I really cannot remember also kind of like the first three months of my sixth grade year. Um, all I kind of remember is like going from not knowing English to like knowing English somehow. Um, I, it just this crazy miracle that God, you know, he, he acts in mysterious ways and he just managed to pull that with me. But, you know, it was, it was honestly um, great since now I speak the language. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I really have no issues with it. Um, and, you know, wh while I was thinking about this, I realized that, you know, as a child, when I was still in Venezuela, it was a dream of mine to, you know, go to school and learn English to be a translator. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we had, church, we had a church from Iowa that used to go every year. And, you know, obviously they didn't really know much Spanish and we didn't really know much English. Um, but, you know, my uncle... Uh, you know, he translated, he knew English, and, you know, he was kind of like a role model for me, and, I, you know, every time I needed some, uh, to tell somebody something or they wanted to say something to me, I would go to him and be like, can you translate for me? So I kind of wanted to, you know, learn English and do this as a living. Um, obviously, I know it now. I, I don't do it as a living, but I, I use it to live, uh, <laughs> communicate. <laughs> it's kind of like the other way around. Uh, but, yeah. Um, it was, it was definitely an experience that I never imagined that would have happened. Um, never imagined that I would come to another country that spoke English and just learn it. No. <laughs> I didn't, never saw that happening. Um, but yeah, you know, back to, going back to sixth grade, um, you know, everything was great. Um, you know, I did my three years of middle school. Oh, actually, so uh, one, of the, one of the teachers um, she actually came here to Faith. I think her name was uh, Abigail West. Uh, she taught like, uh, I don't know what she taught. But I just know I had her. <laughs> uh, and I could sing her every Sunday. I was like, oh, hi. Like, you know, like. Um, but yeah, you know, God kept pulling these angels in my way everywhere I went. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he still puts them in front of me. Everything. He really works in mysterious ways. And, you know, we'll never understand He's made everything so perfect, and he promised us in Joshua 1.5, like, he will never leave us nor forsake us, ever. And that's something that I've been able to see throughout my whole life, through all the rough patches and everything that's happened, you know, before and after I moved. He never left me alone to deal with anything. And although I had felt like he had left me alone, he was always there. It's us that choose to push him away, but he never leaves our side. If there's anything, if there's anything I've learned about him, you know, he always gives us what we deeply desire if, if, if it's with accordance with his plan for us. And he gives us even more than what we ask for. 
you know, as a child, I would always say, like, I wanted to work, I wanted my own money, and I always had, I, want, I wanted that feeling of independence. Um, you know, I had that mentality that was kind of like my vision. And, you know, coming here and having to start from zero, obviously my, you know, we didn't have the same financial situation since we kind of had to start over. And, um, you know, my, despite that, my parents were able to still make an effort and give me everything I needed and sometimes I wanted. Um, you know, they got me my first computer for Christmas, and, you know, I'll never, be, I'll never be able to repay them back for that. And not just because of the, you know, the, the, you know, how much it actually costs, but the value that I was able to get out of it, you know. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be doing what I do today, uh, you know, for a living and kind of what I love to do. I, you know, I, I always had a passion for art. I always drew, sketched, painted, you know, and anything that I had to do with being creative, you know, doing art. Uh, being artistic, um, and eventually I was inspired to do the same, but in a digital way. Um, in July 2017, I was able to uh, work with one of my parents' co-workers for like uh, like landscaping, and I got and I got like a hundred dollars, um, and I was able to actually buy a course uh, with that money, uh, like a I think it was a logo course, something like that. Like it, it was related with digital design. I don't remember what it was um, off the top of my head. But it also costed 150, and again, my dad had to, like he wanted to put the money down for me. You know, he was always rooting for me, so you know he he completed the investment, and you know it's safe to say that you know that investment that uh, we both made was well worth it. Um, you know, fast forward today, I've worked with countless businesses, people, and products all around the world. I own and run a creative company called San, uh, San soon to be a co uh, multi conglomerate company. Uh, currently with, a, with its first subsidiary called Sound Studio, focusing on helping high-end brands with their business and brand strategy. And the vision is to empower young people like me that want to succeed in a foreign country or just any, you know, any young person that wants to do anything. It's just because, I, you know, the future is the youth, you know. We, I want to help other people carry the future forward. You know, that's the main focus of Sound, you know, with, you know, I want to inspire other people with my work. <laughs> And, you know, I'm also a chief product officer at a humanitarian tech-focused company in Norway. Uh, we're working on reinventing outdated digital systems and products that will help the world and shape the way people use the Internet to help solve real problems that other big companies have created, such as Instagram, Facebook, um, and all these other social medias that we see that create social, uh, social anxiety and, you know, all these other issues, mental health issues um, that we see today with young people. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I was, I was actually, I'm actually really blessed to be, you know, working with one of my best friends that, you know, owns this company. Um, again, he's Norwegian. Um, we still haven't actually met. We were supposed to meet this summer. Um, but, you know, when he was buying the ticket, he checked his passport and realized it was actually expired. So, uh, we're still waiting on his passport. He's still going to come. Um, hopefully we'll still meet. Uh, God has in accordance, but, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm actually really blessed to say that, you know, I work, I love what I do, you know, I, wor I work with what I, with what I love, right, like, I get to wake up every day with a smile on my face and kind of do what I love to do uh, in a world where so many people don't like what they do, and it's, it's, you know, it's definitely something that I never expected, you know, he put me in this position where I, I honestly cannot complain. And he's, he's also showed me that everything comes full circle. Like, no matter what in this life, it, no matter, like, it just, <laughs> everything comes full circle no matter what. 
this is the life that I asked for as a child, the projects that I've gotten to work on, the people I've been able to meet, the businesses I've been able to develop. It's all surfaced, the stuff I thought I would be doing. Um, it's it was definitely something I never expected. And I've definitely been able to see how God goes above and beyond when you ask for something and it aligns with his plans. You know, he gives it to you in way more of what you could have imagined. You know, I want to ask something from all of you today. Never stop dreaming and never stop being creative. Never stop having faith and always trust God. I have this ideology about art, and I believe that everything is art. You know, everything around you was created um, by creative people. And not everybody create, uh, appreciates, you know, creativity as much as they should. Not the art itself, but creativity. They don't give enough recognition to who be, you know, who should be recognized. Because everybody sitting in this room is a creative person, you know. <laughs> Not everybody appreciates, um, you know, what God has been able to do for us. Because, you know, God, I, I like to think creativity is just another term for God showing up. You know, as, you know, Jerry, uh, as a Christian designer, Jerry Lorenzo, you know, Every single problem that we encounter requires a solution. And, you know, God is always there to give you that idea, that, to give you that creative idea uh, when you need it the most. He's giving you that solution. He's showing you that he's there. You know, he's bringing these thoughts to your mind. And, you know, that's basically being creative. You know, reminding you that he's there every step of the way and that you should rely on him. Creativity is not a category. It's not like it's only music and, you know, writing or, you know, fashion or whatever, you know. It's like people put this box around creativity where it's like, you know, this stuff is art, but being a mom isn't art. Uh, sorry, being a mom isn't creative. You know, paying your bills isn't creative. You know, everything that encompasses thinking and everything that encompasses God is creative. It's in everything that we do. You know, trust God always. You know, going back to the whole topic of this always trust him, never push him away. I will truthfully say that I didn't always do that. Um, I, I did push him away for some time due to me thinking that he wasn't there for me um, when it was actually me that pushed him out. I thought I could do everything on my own without him. I thought I could do anything if I trusted myself enough and had the confidence to do it. And it worked for some time until it didn't. Um, again and again, it kept being clear that everything, God, everything good that had happened around me was because of him that all the blessings are coming from him and not because of my own doing. He never let me down, and certainly my family never let me down either. You know, my parents, my grandma, my uncle, my aunt, everybody they would meet, they would always, like, tell people, like, pray for my son, um, you know, because he wasn't in the best terms with God. I wasn't in the best terms with God. They wanted me to, you know, recognize him and, you know, realize that he was the one doing things for me in my life. <coughs> And the whole reason I say this is because when things are going well, when things go your way, and when God is giving so many stuff to you, it just gets easy to think you all did this all on your own and you don't need him because stuff are going so well. But in reality, he's given all these things to you, and just like he's given these to you, he can also take them away. Like, he could literally take me back right now to Venezuela if he wanted to. Like, it's not, it's not up to me. It's, you know, it's all up to him and what his plan in accordance, what his plans are, and, you know, we really have no say in that. You know, coming in as an immigrant, I can confidently say that everything I have today is because of him, him and nobody else. Having to start from complete zero and having to learn a language almost perfectly isn't something that just anybody does. But with God, everything is possible, but only him, not with anybody else. 
shouldn't forget your, your roots and where you took, uh, you know, I shouldn't forget my roots and where you took me out of, you know, and I, firmly, I certainly failed to realize that um, back when I thought I could do everything on my own. Spend time with him every day, worship him, thank him, because everything you are today and everything you have is because of him. I couldn't find a verse on this, but if we go back to the story of David, we can see how each time he, like, one, one of his sheep escapes, you know, he goes after them and rescues them and reels them back in with, like, this U-neck uh, cane, um, U-shaped, like, little cane. He just reels the sheep back in. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the same applies with God with us. You know, he, he some way or another, he's always going to reel us back in because we're his children. <coughs> My family prayed for this moment for so long for me to actually realize what, what truly mattered was him and for me to realize that we were the, uh, I was the one that was supposed to trust him in all times, not myself. And, you know, they can simply say that prayers have been answered because I, now I do recognize and I do realize that the only one that can make things happen is the one and only mighty God. Thank you.